You were listening to the Pod Podcast, episode number 156, Side B. Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today and the things you loved yesterday. I am the Blair Wolf, and I am joined by Bud Nelson. I'm so mysterious. I'm dark. I'm kind of rapey, but you'll still fall in love with me. I don't, no, I I don't think I will. Judd Nelson was the was the the dark, spooky one in Breakfast Club. He was the one that was like totally mean to uh, Molly Ringwald, yet she fell in love with him anyway. He, like, tried to climb up her dress. Yep. So there you go. See the Bud Nelson. Except that I'm also on weed, apparently. All right. And on the weed is this one. And Rebecca De Mornay. I still want to know if you have any creamsicles. No. Sure don't. No. <laughs> Never will have one again, actually, because of that voice you just did. <laughs> this is a side B episode, and we're going to talk about the 1985 film starring a one Jim Carrey, Once Bitten. And of course, we will answer our Give Me Five question of the week. This is a <laughs> review show. What was that? <laughs> I was chewing on a cough drop, and I didn't want to chew it in the microphone. <laughs> uh, and he was giving me the you, me symbol, you, me, me, you, I you. Was you like, what? What? I was like, what the fuck is going on? Do I do it? What's happened? This is a review show. There may be spoilers. Once Bitten came out in 1985? No. Yeah. Three. 85? 1985. I was seven and I'm old, so uh, don't be pissed. Yeah. So, aren't you eight? I was eight. Was I? <laughs> yeah, I was eight. I was eight. Oh boy, Greg's on the weed. I'm on the weed. I'm not on the weed. Oh God. I'm on, I'm on the cough medicine. No, I don't have it. I don't have it just on the tail end of a sinus infection that I've, that I did not take care of for about a month and a half. Yeah. Those knock us out for about a week every year. So we're good because we're talking about the 1985 film <laughs> as voted upon by our patrons this week. They picked pick a good one. I, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. We had, oh man, something happened. So we had to kind of come up really quickly with something else. And we were like, I don't know. How about this? How about this? I, I don't know. Shit. Throw it to the patrons. So we did. I get a, just a big special thanks to, to everyone who voted on this. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Can, can we just say that just for $5 a month, the patrons got to, got to play God. 
They have to tell us what to do, and we had to jump through little hoops like little monkeys for $5 a month. Can you imagine having that kind of power? You should be a patron, and you will understand what that power is like. Sure. If you're a patron, you also have the power to relinquish uh, the power of control by letting us craft a top five list about you for your birthday. Could be offensive. Could be funny. Will be offensive. Probably will be offensive. And offensive. And completely inaccurate. <laughs> oh, man. We hope. Just like, <laughs> one time killed a guy for stealing his parking spot, and the person's like, oh, shit, how did he know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were there for that. Cold yeah. case, unsolved mysteries update. Uh, like, the case was cracked. from Orlando, Florida. <laughs> yeah, but, so, uh, yeah. We had a bunch of cool stuff on there. I think the gate was on there. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. House. Or, House. House. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one's bitten one. I think I put that one on there. Um, hadn't, I hadn't seen it in a long time. Yeah. And what we will definitely cover that because this movie, it blew my mind seeing it again. What I remembered, first of all, and a couple other little things. Uh, in fact, uh, this movie came out, uh, November 15th of 1985. So after Halloween, which is interesting. Mm hmm. <laughs> Directed oh, by Howard Storm. Not Howard Stern. No. Which is what I read the first time. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know he did that. And I said, no, that doesn't say Howard Stern. So I looked up Howard Storm. He's a minister. I was like, (laughs) after after making this movie, he's like, yeah, I'm I'm done. I have to devote my life to God. I looked up. Was the actual producer, director, a man who wrote... A whole bunch of episodes for Mork and Mindy. Very personal and touching story about Robin Williams. And just this Howard Storm just broke my heart. I read this. They were going through his house and they were like, oh, what about this photo? And anyway, I don't want to bring us down too much. But the film stars Jim Carrey, Lauren Hutton, Karen <laughs> Coppins? Coppins, Coppins, whatever. Cleveland and Thomas Bellator. Somebody hit me with a synopsis, Greg. A vampire countess needs to drink the blood of a virgin in order to keep her eternal beauty. It all—it seems that all is hopeless until she bumps into Mark Kendall, who is a virgin. Apparently. Very, very <laughs> much a virgin. And um, can we just talk about the movie's, <laughs> the movie's beliefs on teenage sexuality in the 80s? Yeah, well, well we're going to cover all that stuff. Let's do our, let's do our initial thoughts, our... our history with the movie, all that stuff first. So, um, I guess I'd go first because we just kind of talked about it. I saw this movie in the theater. As Rob just said, did you really, I was eight. You were eight years old. Yes. Your parents obviously just said, I was the young, I was the young kid in the neighborhood. Like I was the, I was the, the youngest. Yes. So what happened was my neighbor so all the eleven-year-olds drop their kids off, pretty much. Yeah, the eleven-year-old our, our neighbor kids? had a birthday party and went to oh, see man. this movie, and I was and I went to it. So <laughs> one, it scared the shit out of me. All the eleven-year-olds drop their kids off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all the eleven-year-olds on there and those uh, their BMX bikes because it was the eighties, and then they did a dance off. But so I, this movie scared the crap out of me. And I remember after I saw this movie, I would wake up 
with like not quite night terrors, but the same general feeling and feel the, the feeling of two teeth puncturing my neck. Like that kind of like that pop when you're like pushing, trying to like push like a, I don't know, like a belt thing through a belt or leather or whatever. Like I could feel it on my neck. And I remember I told my friend about it. He's like, don't tell your parents. Why? He's like, cause that means you're going to turn into a vampire. <laughs> and, and it freaked me out. And I remember them saying that him, and then he, and he told me friends. Yeah. Because yeah, I was a little annoying kid that got to like, that was forced to go with them. And he was like, He's like, I was wondering, I saw you wandering around last night. Do you remember that? No. Oh, no. And he's like, I saw you, like, outside of the house. I could see through my bedroom window. What were you doing out there? And I'm like, huh? And it freaked me out. And I ran ran to my parents' room that night crying. I'm like, I'm going to turn into a vampire. You guys, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) It sounds like your problem was shitty friends. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, 80s bullying was a little different. So there was that. But the other part of this was, and I didn't remember this till the end of the movie. Well, actually, no, we'll, we'll save it to this. I, I've talked too much. We'll talk about this later. Guys, go ahead. Dude, that's fucked up. Yeah. Anyway. Man. It didn't have any long-lasting uh, problems. Of course not. I'm going to find that person and murder them. <laughs> well, huh. And speaking of unsolved. looking for you, Marcelo, Marcelo, you bastard, <laughs> Rob. Now you actually um, saw this movie before. Yes, I actually <laughs> own this movie. I pulled this. I pulled this out of my DVD cabinet and put it in and watched it. So I and I mean I'd forgotten that. That this movie is actually a really fun movie. It's pretty <sighs> fun. It, it it really is, and and <laughs> honestly, I'd kind of forgotten that when I actually saw this movie because I think I was I don't think I saw it in the theater. I think I was a little bit older than Greg when I saw this movie. But when I saw this movie, I actually kind of had a crush on Lauren Hutton after watching this movie. I mean, that's <laughs> and uh, I do now. And then, and then after the uh, after the the dance battle scene, you know, I I kind of like Robin too. I was like, damn, this is I like this movie, I'm right? <laughs> but it, it, it's it's a fun movie. It's it's Jim Carrey before he became Jim Carrey. Yeah, you can see you can see bits of it, especially in like the dance sequence. Oh, with like God, the way yeah. with the way that he's dancing and whatnot, you can see bits of Jim Carrey starting to form and come out. Mm-hmm. But this movie is, and it's actually a solid movie. It's a solid movie starring Jim Carrey before he actually became Jim Carrey, before Ace Ventura, basically. Before mm-hmm. Ace Ventura, before In Living Color, right? Before In Living Color, which is where this is a, I, this is a good uh, place to segue in here, real quick. Sorry, and then I'll let Jimmy complete his thought. Before. Uh, yeah, Jim, Jim Carrey, I, I had forgotten, like, I knew he was in this, but because he was not a star yet, I always thought it was one of those like, oh yeah, he played, you know, annoying friend number four. I forgot he was kind of the lead because mm-hmm. I pictured him I, differently when I thought back to this movie. Like I pictured him as like the Kevin Bacon cool character, not as the nerdy guy that was just trying too hard to get laid. Um, and, but you definitely can see some little bits of Jim Carrey mm-hmm. there. Oh Yeah. Um, but but definitely far before he's he established the Jim Carrey character that we that we 
met mm-hmm. on in Living Color and Ace Ventura yeah. and whatnot. There yeah, was so- a point in the the dance scene where he's doing the play the guitar on the leg mm-hmm. thing, and that was absolutely in in, in Living Color. So I caught it um, in the car when he's first trying to hook up with the girl in the car at the beginning. Mm-hmm. She said like she does something and he kind of does that like extended like neck like turn thing that I can't really explain. But like, yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah, like that is- to like whip around like, yeah. And I was and I was like, man, like he was working on that right then. Like mm-hmm. that that move. So very uh, unique. In his his comedic stylings as well. Um, a lot of those moves and the dancing and the goofy, just such a cartoonish style. Just you think only cartoon characters, animated characters, can do that. Yeah. Stuff so, what was your what was your thought there, Jimmy? Like initial. I'd seen this clips of this on Comedy Central, blowing up, gr- glowing up, growing up. I think. Um, I don't think I'd ever seen this film in its entirety. So, the realization that. Jim Carrey is the star of this movie and he's in it so much more than I thought he was, was pretty, was pretty cool. Um, I, I can't, I can't remember having a really developed opinion of this movie before I saw it today. Other than I knew Jim Carrey was in it and I knew it was kind of corny, but it's, it's corny in that it's a, comedic vampire movie from 1985 yeah mm-hmm. unless you are eight when you see it at which point it's a terrible or it's a terrifying vampire movie that will make you urinate yourself i don't know rob what were you like 10 when you saw it did you yeah I, I i we focused on completely different parts of the movie i think because <laughs> i was focused on i was old enough to focus on lauren hutton and karen coppins and i was like mm-hmm Paintings of boobs. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take. Can we take that to the Lauren Hutton thing? Uh, sure. Lauren Hutton, a pretty big star. I'm not. I'm, I don't really know her history, but pretty big star to be in a, a vampire comedy with a first time uh, at star lead. Yeah, um, well, she was also supported by Cleavon Little, who I think had had oh. a had a name in comedy at that point. Yeah. And you, what 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 is he from, Rob? Oh, my favorite role of him is as the sheriff in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Bart from Blazing Saddles. When I saw him, I'm like, that guy looks familiar. Oh! <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting that she was that she was in this. And I I think that later on when I saw Lauren Hutton, that's what I eventually remembered her from. This, uh, it was supposed to originally be Elvira uh, playing the Countess, but she didn't for whatever reason. And then Morgan Fairchild because in every early '80s movie, Morgan Fairchild, I think, was supposed to be the the lead, really? the female yeah. lead. Yeah, huh. but um, I, she just she vamped up the scene. Not to, I wasn't trying to make a pun there, but she just you know she looked like she had a good time. Um, I do like that she first appeared in like an '80s leotard. Yeah, <laughs> she pops out of the coffin in the '80s leotard, right like, out here, yeah. dancing to the oldies. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> like, People slept in that, I guess, when they were. I mean, that's what I sleep in. Well, leotard, yeah, and leotard every night. So she is uh, for for you, those of you out there that are like, "What the hell are you guys talking about?" Jim Carrey is the hapless virgin in this. Lauren Hutton is the countess who needs to drink the blood of the hapless virgin, or else she uh, gets old. Um, but she has to do it in three 
the separate feedings yes for midnight on halloween that was the other part like they kept on saying like you better lock your door you better be careful the vampire's gonna come back you only got bitten once <sighs> not cool you're not wearing a costume yeah Those were assholes yeah they were uh that's what that's what happens when all of the people on your street are are one older than you two jocks and you know i was not but anyway i thought that was uh great and then you you had mentioned rob the uh sexuality and teenage sexuality yeah i mean it, it seems the, the movie made it seem like every teenage kid had had sex the the, the yep. big problem she was having was she was having trouble finding a virgin in in the eighties, who wasn't under like ten years old, mm-hmm. because they actually made the comment: "We found an eleven year old," and she's like, "Don't be ridiculous." Yeah. Well, if everyone's running around in leotards, no wonder everyone's having sex at you know, exactly. 15. And and I'm sorry, but I refuse to believe that his two friends were not virgins. Yeah. They well, like, were completely well, hapless. But like if you and noticed when they were that the opening scene when they're well right after the car sequence when he gets out and like every other car is squeaking up and down because everyone's having sex in the cars. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. they even had the oil well there, which was also having sex because it was like you know going in and out. I was like, man, everyone in this parking lot is having sex except for the the lead. Yeah. yeah he's gonna be vampire food. There's a uh later on in the film the uh, Robin, she goes to a used bookstore to try and find books on, on vampirism and she's bringing up the subject and he goes, well, and this is an adult. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I doubt that there are any boys 18 that are still virgins or something like that. Yeah, almost <laughs> like it, it couldn't happen. It was yeah. like, She's like, well, what if? And he goes, no. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, there's like this whole they. Jim Carrey refers to Hollywood or Los Angeles as a sexual wasteland, like that he can't find anybody. And he also mentions this whole six year cutoff that, like, if you're with a girl for six years and you haven't had sex yet, I think, I, I forget his exact wording. And I'm like, yeah. like, so at best he's 18. So you're supposed to have sex at 12. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that one of, one of the things that I realized later on in the movie, I'm like, wait a minute, she's converted women. It sounds like Robin's a virgin too. So does it have to be from the same version? It just says three three separate uh, instances of feeding from virgins. You just feed from three different virgins. I I just assume. Yeah, you're right. When there were at least four. Um, right there. Um, because I'm, I'm certain his friends were not, yeah, and her and and his two friends, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm just assuming that it meant you had to feed from the same virgin three times, which is a flawed plan. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is what it is, and I thought overall it made for a pretty funny movie. Now, there's some really funny parts about this, there are some parts that were truly from non PC. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me talk about my other trauma sure. here. Oh yeah. So I was going to wait for the end, but we're talking so much about virgins that I was like, okay. Yeah. So I see this movie again, 
eight years old. So I have absolutely no idea what a virgin is. Oh, no. So, and I did not remember this until the you end. You asked your asshole friends what a virgin was. Didn't I did you? not. I did not. I asked <laughs> my parents what a virgin was at eight years old. <laughs> and my parents were never the hide me from things parents. So I am. But you were it, also eight. Yeah, but I am almost positive at the end of this movie that when I when they were talking, they had that weird table thing set up. I am almost completely sure that this movie is the first time I ever learned about sex because I think I came home and from this birthday party and said, what's a virgin. And I'm sure my mom was like someone from Virginia. And my dad's like, you know, tell the boy, <laughs> tell the boy. I, I am. And I like, as soon as that part happened, I'm like, Oh my God, that's the first time I ever really heard that because it finally linked that and the, like a virgin song too. Cause I didn't have any idea what it was. And I was like, mm. oh, my parents just dodged that subject. You still don't know. <laughs> no, I, like, yeah. no, I I just picture young Greg going up to your parents and they're saying, what's a virgin? Well, tell him. <laughs> and then your mom's your mom or, or somebody is like, all right, well, see, there's this chair. Until you were older. Boy, go downstairs and get me two Legos. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but that that was through uh, our our sex education in school, our family life. Mm-hmm. I I remember the first time I asked my I, well I I broached the subject with my dad, and it was it was actually with Monster Squad. <laughs> when they were looking for a virgin to do the readings and and he turns and asks if the five-year-old girl is a virgin and the old man who doesn't know them goes yes yes she is i looked at my dad and i'm like how does he know she's a virgin <laughs> well he he's not in prison her. <laughs> see i he doesn't live, know her how does he I know she's a virgin Virginia. So everyone was a virgin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like, okay, cool. They're talking about my state. Yeah. So <laughs> I still don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> He's looking it up. You don't look that up. Uh, Rob, oh, how uh, angry did you get at that hamburger? Oh, was- did, yeah. yeah did, huh. Hamburgers, hamburgers are different than steaks, but yeah, he, he wanted his like charcoal. Yeah, like they made the hamburger and it was like it, it was charcoal, basically a charcoal patty. And he's like, no, not that. And then they did like a little gag where everything catches on fire. And he's like, yeah, that's it. That's what I wanted. And then they and then they put the grill out with with a with a fire extinguisher. And the dude's just rubbing the fire extinguisher stuff off. the patty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, they worked really hard in all these 80s movies to make everyone quirky. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the things that I you see it and you see it in like Stranger Things too, like the more ridiculous the uniform for like wherever someone works, you know, where they have like the fake tuxedo or the, mm-hmm. the, the fake the, uh, little boat captain. Yeah, the scoops ahoy thing. Like they do that a lot, Ooh, where they make everyone look like a goober. Mm-hmm. I was actually had we not already picked the question, I was going to be like, what's the best fake uniform, like oh, work uniform? In a in like the Good Burger one or whatever. But. Did you see pictures of Steve from Stranger Things Four? No, no. He works at a video store. 
Oh, yeah. Wait, didn't didn't he get that job at the end of the last one? Yeah, I think he did. But he went and applied the, at the video store at the end of the yeah, last. Yeah, movie. he's got the little like little weird nice. half vest thing. Ah, it looks great. Anyway, awesome, awesome. But yeah, so like they got that, and like they're all, all the characters have to be quirky. Like the one just randomly drives an ice cream truck. The main character, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I and I kind of didn't realize at the very beginning that that some of the various people they were showing in out of uh, era garb were vampires. Because <laughs> they kind of, they show that drive down Sunset Boulevard and there's a bunch of really weird people. And I'm like, why is that person wearing a, like a Union soldier uniform? <laughs> yeah, because he's a vampire. And I was like, man, man, I don't think Hollywood was that weird. Yeah, it might have been. I've been on Sunset Strip. Well, and I commented on that because, you know, as they're driving down Hollywood, the driving through Hollywood, you know, they've got I I was like, they've got really unrealistic views of L.A. in the 80s. I mean, they had the one lady in the high heels walking a lion down the street on like a (laughs) diamond chain. I'm like, "Mm, that was real, actually. (laughs) I, I don't I don't think that's something that actually happens. Um, and then they had the, then they had like the music video or whatever that was being shot on the side of the street. And the guys were like, Hey, throw us your beach ball. It was like, Oh, oh okay. yeah. Then there's the random, what I thought might only be the only dance scene in it. The two girls just randomly breaking a dance. Yeah. I'm like, okay, there's your 80s dance. Yeah. Uh, that ended up not being the only one. And we'll talk about that one too. <laughs> yeah. There's a, <laughs> I, I've made I've made little categories as I watch these movies, and I had the ridiculously eighties category, and most of the things that Rob just mentioned were in there. <laughs> also, the the fact that the like this is later on, but he had to describe what a drink box was because they weren't like common knowledge back then. Yeah, you know those little pouches of juice that are like yeah. aluminum foil that you have to puncture with a straw. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Capri Sun. Yeah, I I had a dream I was one of those. <laughs> Very yeah. appropriate, though, for being vampire food. Yeah. yeah and also uh, the women in tuxedos, which is a look I never, never got into. Um, I like a lot of 80s things, but the t- the women in tuxes, not my thing. I don't remember that other than uh, she was at the well, the main character, the, the countess did it. Well, but, but also- she did. No, that was uh, that was a Halloween sexy tuxedo. That yeah. was not a tuxedo. That was a the, Halloween costume. The women at the club. Like at the front of the club, or uh, that were there trying to get in, was oh were wearing God. lady tuxes. The oh, I didn't club. remember seeing the tuxes. I thought they had colors. Thing was was the phone club a thing? No, not that club. The one that where oh. the ladies part the ladies parked and went inside, and they pulled up to, and the guards shoot them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Like, can we talk about that? Better? Yeah, do it. The phone club. There, I, I've I've got to know. I mean. You guys weren't old enough yet to go into a club like that, but is that was that a thing? So the the characters go into the the Jim Carrey and his two friends go into this like club. They're trying to get laid, right? Even though he has a sweet, nice girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but at each table there's a telephone, and then there's like when you go to Five Guys, they give you a little number and you put it down on the side of your table or whenever you, you go to some store, they have one of those like coming up from the top and you can pick up the phone and you can dial a table and talk to the people at that table. So I'm, and then at the bar, each bar stool 
had one. Mm-hmm. And that's where we meet the Countess for the first time. It, at least that's where uh, Jim Carrey meets. I feel like Kevin. that would work these days, except, except no one wants to put a phone on their face. Well, yeah, not right now. But I, I think we might have to make that a comeback because that thing, that, that just looks funny. Like, I'd get there and mess with people. Yeah, they, yeah, that's probably why it wouldn't work because that's all that anybody ID. would do. Then, so if you made it so people didn't have caller ID so you couldn't see what table was because the guy, like, covers his face and he's like, hey, yeah, we're at table 17. Mm-hmm. And he goes over. Uh, guy calls him over and he's like, are you a man? Does yeah. it really matter? Yeah, does it really matter? Guy gets up and he's all disgusted and the guy dressed in drag calls him a sissy. And I just thought that was... I, I thought for a second, I was like, all right, this movie is a bit of a, ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I also thought that when the assistant came out of the closet and he said, honey, I came out of the, hun- the closet a hundred years ago. <laughs> he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Now, that being said, gay slurs seem to be a really popular thing in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's in a lot of movies from the 80s. Just when I thought this movie was like forward thinking and, and maybe empowering to a certain degree. Yes, yeah, this, this happens later, but we'll, it's not that hard to figure out what we're talking about when they're deciding to check Jim Carrey well, to see if he has puncture marks. Oh, there's one before? No, no, no. I was going to say, to be fair, they did attack. They were naked. And they attacked another naked dude in the shower. And one dude was down on his knees looking at his crotch and trying to, like, root around <laughs> his crotch region. So... To be fair, everybody else was like, oh, they're in the shower. Well, we all shower. went to high school. You all remember the root around in your crotch region day in gym. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Jimmy looks horrified. <laughs> yeah, and they were, of course, screaming the lovely F word. Mm-hmm. F the shower, F in the shower. They're like, in the shower, they're in the shower. F alert. Yeah, that was what it was. And I was like, wow, that's different now. But. Yeah, admittedly, it was also on on the other side of the coin. There it was uh, some sort of sexual assault, I believe. Yes, the, the, there was actually some kind of sexual assault. Um, but uh, good. I was gonna. I, I, you were going somewhere. I was going to suggest we talk about the pickup of the vampire. But go ahead. Oh no, I was going to address more eighty stuff because oh, yeah, this was actually it. something that I put in my in my notes up there from the. Because and this seems like an appropriate spot to talk about it, because one of the things that that eighties movies had a lot of was dance scenes, yeah you can't swing a dead cat without hitting an eighties movie that has a dance scene in it Mm-mm. so this movie is no different. it had a dance scene, but I do like I do feel like I need to mention. That after watching it again, I was kind of surprised, not so much at how ridiculous the dance scene was, but at how much sense it made. And it actually perfectly conveyed the story they were trying to express at that moment. Rob's getting deep. And the song. The song choice. I'm just going to look. Perfect. What was the song? What was the name of the song, Jimmy? Is it Hands Off? Yeah. Yeah. 
Hands off, he, he belongs like, to me. Hands off. I actually remember that that song too. That was one of the. He other belongs to me. Hands off. Yeah, that was the song that's playing in the background. And what you have during this dance battle is basically Robin and the Countess are having this dance off for Jim Carrey for Jim Carrey's character, and and as the Countess does her dancing, she you know quote unquote bewitches Jim Carrey and pulls him under her spell. And then Robin comes in and because he's actually in love with Robin, she's able to break him out of the spell. And as the dance battle progresses, you see that the Countess is unable to override Jim Carrey's love for Robin. Mm-hmm. And Robin wins the yeah. dance battle. Now, and you ever- and, oh. and I thought it was actually a really ingenious way of incorporating that thing that always shows up in an 80s movie, which is the dance scene. And they did a brilliant job of incorporating it into the movie and actually having it tell part of the story of the movie. It made sense. Mm-hmm. It was well choreographed. It was. And it was right in line for the tone of the rest of the movie. It was. It was. And it was interpretive dance in a way that made sense. I didn't even hate it. I was like, and- oh, God, here we go. You know, thinking about. What was that BMX movie? Rad. Yeah, rad. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's exactly what I wrote down. They need bikes. And then I'm I, like, this is actually kind of fun. Yeah. And I got to say, when I was a kid that saw this movie and Robin ripped off her skirt, I was like, oh, what? Daddy that was a virgin. Yeah. That was the day <laughs> Robin became a man. So, yeah, I mean, I, mm, I was all in at that point when I was a kid. But now, Have you ever the, been any place where a dance-off actually occurs? Like I have randomly. never. No, I, actually, that's not true. That's not true. I was at the skating rink one time and two kids were like going at it. And they're like, well, show me something. I can do anything you can do. <laughs> the kid busted out a move and he's like, I've never seen that. And he turned around and walked away. Oh, I man. was like, I was, you just lost, son. Yeah, I was at it. It happened once, like not with a DJ telling people to do it. There was a, a, a dance off. It was I actually remember it was the night of that that basketball game where in Detroit where like the dude went up in the stands and like mm-hmm. the, the, what was it called? The, on our test. Yeah. The malice in the palace or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. It was that night we were all at a club because I remember watching it and just inevitably somehow we and everyone turned it and ended up in a circle and two of my friends got into a dance off against each other. And I'm like, it's great. The evening just turned to an eighties movie. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. How about you, Jimmy? Um, no, no, I can't say that I have. Um, no, sorry. I can't <laughs> regale you with any tales of dance off. That's fine. That's fine. So <laughs> let, let's uh, introduce the vampire. The vampire does pick up, pick up our buddy. And the, one of the big things <laughs> I remember. He goes home with her. He goes like, home with her. He's got a girlfriend. But the thing that I most remember from this interaction from a long time ago was the biting off of the buttons. Yes. And all I could think when I was a kid on it was one of those, when you think the same thing multiple times, do you see a movie? And I still, I flashback to when I was a kid. All I could think of was like, man, his mom's going to be pissed mm. when his buttons get bitten, bitten off. And I'm like, oh God, that's exactly what I thought when I was eight. <laughs> that's going to be expensive. When a, Robin called her a, a button eating slut. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, button eating <laughs> slut. <laughs> Which just, that cracked me up. And he, you know, the buttons get bitten off. He wakes up on the couch and his pants are around his ankles and you kind of don't really know what happened. 
And then he he kind of pulls the, uh, I got a girlfriend, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of a douche move anyway. I mean, he's he's out just trying to get laid so that the the sexual tension won't be there anymore with his girlfriend. I'm like, dude, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> but what he needs is some protection. He should ask his friends for the protection. <laughs> Vampire protection? <laughs> no. What are you going to bring for friends? <laughs> Oh, the glove. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost it when he pulled the glove out of his wallet. He's like, do you have protection? And he's like, yeah. And he drops this glove. I was like, what the fuck? Glove. <laughs> And his buddy's like, what are you going to bring for friends? Put that shit away. <laughs> I did yeah, you. Oh. They also start revealing the other vampires here. And this is where I realized, oh, those people in the weird costumes, most of them are actually other vampires in there. And there's mm-hmm. like, and it's like a Civil War guy. Uh, uh, like a pirate. There's a pirate, a cabin boy. Yeah. yeah. So they look like kind French. of like French Revolution guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all those costumes were very two sizes too small theater for them. That's exactly what I wrote. It looks like they raided a high school drama department to get these costumes. But yeah, they were they were just goofy looking, and they were perfectly clean too, like a, yeah. like a Civil War costume. Like the guy still wearing his original Civil War costume, it would have been destroyed back then, much less now. Yeah, but they weren't bad. The supporting vampire cast was okay. <laughs> I thought they were for, for what they wanted them to do. Yeah, anyway, exactly. Yeah, I I do think. Wait, well. Lost Boys came out after this, right? Yeah. Never mind. I was, I, was, I was thinking that they were like trying to make they the initial story of this whole movie was actually supposed to be way darker and they lightened it up. And I was oh, really? I was wondering if in my head I was like, did they lighten it up because of Lost Boys? But no, they did not. Hmm. Um let's where where are we going from here? So they, as uh, one of you guys said earlier, they have to bite. You have to bite him three times to, and he's slowly becoming a vampire. He scares the, a kid. Yeah, the the scene where he drinks the cup of blood. That was yeah. his, parent, his parents were like, "Did did anybody else catch on?" She's like, "His mom is is like fixing breakfast for him," and she's like, "You're not eating right. I've made your favorite egg burger." Egg burger. What's like for breakfast? What is it like a burger with an egg on it? I think so. For, for breakfast, huh? she was making a straight up hamburger in the pan. That's that's cool. I mean, I've never had one, but I like. I mean, that's the reason they had him eat the completely cooked burger, so you could see that he had a change, right? Mm. But she, uh, he never ate the burger though. Did, did anybody's? parents ever do this when you guys were having meat for dinner did they ever pour the meat juice into a cup nope nope no see right i was like who did you that? need those delicious meat juices yeah i just drink them straight from the the pouch jimmy's a vampire <laughs> <laughs> straight straight from the cow <laughs> jimmy just showed us his vampire fang holes on his neck you kind of knew where that setup was going though when she yeah poured the blood out into the um the little cup. Don't forget your juice. He goes, oh okay. Instead of grabbing the orange juice, he grabs the uh the cup of blood. <laughs> None of the blood in this movie looked real at all. But no, not at all. Uh, that was a pretty fun yeah. 
I do also just another little eighties thing that again, I will say it again. Every single woman in eighties movies looks like they're 45, like the high school students because <laughs> of their perms and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always like they'll show a girl. It was the girl that the, uh, his friend was trying to hit on. Um, I forget what he said. Oh, he said like, we can do whatever you want. And then she started like coming back at him with like, do you want, can we do this? <laughs> like, I want to tie you to the bed and whip you. And he's yeah. like, I, 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 I gotta go. <laughs> But yeah, and she looked like she was like a 37 year old, like uh kindergarten teacher or something. Probably. Who, by the way, a 37 year old te- kindergarten teacher would be the one to tie you to bed and whip you. Mm-hmm. So be careful of those kindergarten teachers out there. Yeah. Especially if you're 14. <laughs> speaking speaking of, of whipping, like when they attacked him in the shower and he's like, you could have just asked me. And his friend was like, I knew it. I knew it. We enjoyed it. I was like, oh, my God. It was so ridiculous. He's cutting onions. Yeah, and he's crying. He's like, it's so terrible. At uh, Burger Circus. Burger Circus. The guy pulls up a big old jug of nasty looking juice with stuff float around it. The burger circus. Burger circus. Or circus burger. Uh we kind of talked about the dance sequence. This actually happens at a costume party, so it is Halloween. Yeah. And I did notice um the there was a girl in the audience or in the crowd wearing a unicorn costume, which made me happy. Nice. Uh and uh everyone thinks that he is a vampire, which we're as he's slowly turning into one. Um which I thought was, you know, that it's cool the way they slowly started transitioning him as he got bitten more times. Mm-hmm. He became, you know, looked more like a vampire. There was also a pretty uh, kind of funny com- uh, dressing room sequence that I liked where the vampire shows up in the dressing room. Yeah. And he's visiting his girlfriend. If it's pink, I'm going to puke. Yeah. And she's like, as the girlfriend is throwing clothing over the door of the, the dressing room for him to try on. She's like, it better not be, what was it, blue or something? Baby blue. No, no, no. She goes, baby blue? Nope. And then she's like, all right, well, that was fast. I'll get you another one. And, and she's like, if it's pink, I'm going to puke. Yeah. And the next thing over the over the ledge was pink. She didn't. And it's, and it's funny. That, she didn't puke. No, she did not puke. No, so she lied. She's a lying vampire. Yep. Uh, they, I just thought it was funny. They, they did the very selective hearing thing where she was basically talking as loud as Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And the girlfriend was only hearing Jim Carrey's character. He's like, no, leave me alone. Because he was telling the vampire to leave him alone. And she was like, well, I don't want to leave you alone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, so it was kind of a, a fun little uh, mistaken sequence there. But the the movie, of course, I think we could probably head to the end here, right? With the the, yeah, the ritual. Yeah, they well, they kidnap Robin to get him to come to the house. Or they could have just bitten her, but you know. Yeah, well, and that's that's where I was like, well, all right. They kidnap Robin to the come most to the 80s house. house ever, by the way. And that's that's where all the hilarity ensues. And well, no, I think the hilarity has been going on through the whole movie, but shenanigans ensue once they get to the house. Yes. Once they get to the house, and Robin is rescued by Jim Carrey, and in an effort to sneak out, they get captured, and he gets strapped to a chair, and they're and they're. They're about to convert Jim Carrey and somehow they get loose. 
the like the vampires holding them forget how to hold people. Yeah, and- Robin just shakes away, even though she had been trying to shake away. The vampires clearly don't have as much strength as we give them credit for in this. As uh, the vampire holding her is then restrained by one of his buddies. There she there. Right. And you and then you see here where Robin still has a a pull on him, but her her pull is slipping and the vampire is starting to win control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she pulls out the cross and, and I love love the reaction because it seemed so genuine when she leans down and says crosses don't work, honey. That's only in the movies. And the guy flips the torch down and she literally like jumps and she's like fire. On the other hand, it it seemed like a genuine reaction because it seemed like maybe the fire got a little too close. Um, Yeah. The whole fire thing was funny because I, I also remembered the scene where, the, he's trying to hold the, the vampires back by waving the fire in front of the jail bars. And they just so, blow it out. And he go, yeah. and it blows it out. And yeah. I was like, and I remember that scene too. And I was like, crap. Cause you know, at this point I'm thinking I'm going to be a vampire as a kid. And I'm like, hi, you know, like if the vampire doesn't get me two more times, I'm going to be okay. So maybe I need to bring a, tor- a torch to my room. Um, can I borrow a lighter? <laughs> some oh, some oil, oily rags and a broomstick. <laughs> So they're running all over the house and there was, I swear to God, there was one point in this chase that I was like, what the, how do you guys remember the scene during the chase where they're running around, like in the basement area and one of the vampires pops up through the stairs. I'm like the, my first thought was how did that motherfucker get underneath the poured concrete stairs? Yeah. <laughs> man. I was like, how is he under the stairs? Those are solid port concrete. <laughs> what is going on? So he, he had misbehaved and they buried him there. Apparently. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's about it. And of course, uh our they, end. They foiled them. Yeah. How how do they foil them? It's at the time ends, right? No. Oh yeah. Um, duh. So the, yeah, they find the coffin room. Jim Carrey and uh, we, we have not used the real names char- characters' names at all. The two main characters, Mark, uh, Kendall, and Robin. Mark Kendall and Robin, find the coffin room. And what do they do, Jimmy? They have sex in the coffin. Yes, they do. They they make uh, Mark no longer a virgin. Yep. Yep, and with a lovely little joke, which I again didn't quite get. Oh. How is that possible? You, you were, you were in, there. in there less than a minute. And then and Mark Kendall pops up smoking two cigarettes at the same time. <laughs> She's, yeah, she said you couldn't have. And uh, then she says. It couldn't have been good or something. Well, no, she, she says you couldn't have. And then he pops up smoking the cigarette and she's like, oh, you could have. Yeah. yeah. But you didn't have time to enjoy it. Ridiculous. And then, of course, at that point, Robin's like, she's, oh, I forgot one of my favorite lines, though. Uh-oh. As they're making the escape from the Countess, she's she's like, he hates you because you're evil and old and nasty, and he likes me because I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> 
That line made me laugh. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. It was a good one, yeah. So that, that I believe, closes out the movie there. But we got to, of course, determine, should this be remade? Should it die on the vine? Should we... What should they uh, should have a revival? Which one? What do you think? I think that's I'm, an easy answer for me. I'm going to say I don't know that it needs a remake. I think it's fine standing as it is. It, being that it's so, for lack of a better term, it's so embroiled in 80s culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely think you could do a remake and it would probably be good, but in my opinion, it doesn't need a remake. It stands on its own. It's good where it's at. It has its own little time capsule. And if you watching it, if you watch it knowing it's an 80s movie, it's perfect. Throw it in there with your Halloween viewing, along with Monster Squad, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps some other more I, I wouldn't say this is, you know, a child's playlist by any means, but no, no, no. Uh, Lost Boys. Early teens, definitely. Yeah, that that kind of thing. It doesn't need a remake, but if it did have a remake, it damn well better have Jim Carrey in it. I'm actually very surprised that it hasn't had a remake. I was kind of looking through other Once Bittens. And- I honestly think that largely that's due to the the daunting task that people would figure of having to recast a character done by Jim Carrey. Even though this character is not Jim Carrey when he's at Jim Carrey levels, such as like Ace Ventura and Living Color or whatnot. Yeah. I just think it's it's fairly daunting. I mean, it's it's kind of like picking somebody else to play the genie from a lab. Yeah. Well, when, when Jim Carrey hit it big with Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. some of his early movies blew up again like rubber face and duck factory or something because mm-hmm. i remember those showing up again on the blockbuster wall this one didn't somehow get that because it was a different type of jim carrey because mm-hmm. clearly a movie called rubber face is going to be jim carrey being jim carrey yeah this one didn't get that yeah there's no i'm very very surprised there's been no uh no remakes of this. That's interesting. I, I, I agree. Surprised um, if in the next three weeks we hear that Once Bitten is being remade. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. Uh, I agree. I think uh, maybe a revival. Um, this movie would be really fun to watch it like a, a small the- like movie house kind of theater, like our NZN that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be, but everybody has to dress up. It has to be an 80s night. Yeah, everyone has to dress up. There, there needs to be some sort of like you have to throw overcooked hamburgers at the screen. <laughs> Something along those lines. You have to bite. You have to throw handfuls of buttons at each other. Whenever she spits a button out, I think needs to happen. But, yes. So that is that. Now, this movie did not have too many scary scenes, despite my trepidation. <laughs> but other movies do have scary scenes. Jimmy, this is technically your episode. Okay. Other movies definitely do have scary scenes. Yes, I'll things that made us weep uncontrollably such as the five that each of us are going to list this evening. Now I'll go ahead and go first. Starting with, Oh, this is hard. I'm going to do a couple of honorable mentions, which we Mm -hmm. may talk about uh, in more detail um, on our patron only episode. 
but my first honorable mention is going to be from the film Baskin. It is their view Recent. to hell. Um, another honorable mention is going to be another glimpse into hell. That is from Event Horizon. Mm. Now, that's only an honorable mention because it's more disturbing than it is scary. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Now, my number five for my actual list is going to be No Way Out from the film Grave Encounters. Now, this is where you find out that there is no way out of the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. Found it truly terrifying. It's one of the more modern horror films that actually scared me. Number four is going to be up close and personal. I'm giving these scenes uh, my own titles. Um, so I, I don't spoil them too much. And these are how I how they stand out in my head. Uh, it's up close and personal from the film The Descent. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that in so long. That movie is good. It's so fucking good. Number three is going to be the subway scene from an American werewolf in London. And it's not the transformation scene, but it's the subway stalking. Where I think it was maybe the first time I'd ever seen the, the camera from the view of the monster based on the actor's um, response to that. You, you really felt the, the terror from that. Yeah. My number two is going to be a scene that's really not that scary. It's a jump scare, but it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. That's the pop-up zombie from Return of the Living Dead. A film that <laughs> did not win the popular vote this week, but maybe sometime we'll have to check it out. The number one scariest scene for me is Tent Hands. Is what? Tent Hands. Uh, what is that? What is that from? From Blair Witch. Oh. Uh, oh. The sounds of the children out in the woods, and they're sitting in the, the tent, and they're like, what the fuck is that? And all, but you just see all the hands mm-hmm. of the tent, and they just flee in terror. Yeah. It's good. It was c- was... Combined with the uh, the little handprints in the basement, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was I was well past the point of being scared in movies by the time I saw Blair Witch, and I was I was just not impressed with Blair Witch at all. Yeah, I know. You say that all the time. Yeah, that is my top five list for you guys. Who would like to go next? Well, let's see here. Uh, see, now I'm adjusting things because you said something that was like, "Yeah, well, that was kind of more disturbing," but. Um, but if you hey, put it on your list. That's well, I'll, I'll do some. Uh, I'll do some uh, honorable mentions here. All right. Um, this one is more unsettling. The bearer in annihilation, screaming. Uh, that, that was just so unsettling. I just wanted it to stop. Thank you. Uh, in aliens, when they're looking at the little device, and you see just how many little alien dots there are on the screen, mm-hmm. and then you realize they're in the the the, uh, the vents, the vents and stuff that. Oh shit! Yeah, the old lady in the bathtub in The Shining got me as well. Uh, and again, more shocking: the uh, head meets pole in uh, Hereditary. Yeah. Okay, but the ones that actually left me wary afterwards. 
the opening sequence of Scream got me because it seems so senseless and like something that you were scared that someone would try. And I actually, after I saw this, I went to a house that kind of looked like that house with those type of mm. French doors. And I was, and I was like, and you just didn't want to look out of the French doors near the pool. You just didn't. Uh, number four, the angel in silence of the lambs, when he escapes, when, uh, when he escapes from that little, that jail cell in the middle of the room and he has strung up the guard like an angel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That got me. And I was, I was like in sixth grade, seventh grade when I saw that. Uh, Number three, I'm going to say hedge clippers. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Edward Scissorhands. No. In uh, Exorcist 2, there's a sequence. It is a very long sequence where a nurse is walking around. And Exorcist 2 is not good. But there's a nurse walking around checking on patients. They have the camera locked in place at the end of a hallway. And she goes into one room and does some stuff and goes into another. It's just a long sequence of nothing. And she goes into another room. Normally you would in a movie that would pull her into the room. But this time she go, looks into the room, turns around. And as she goes to step away, this white like hooded figure steps out and chops her head off with a, with a pair of hedge clippers. Like one, like, and he kind of steps out like straight legged, like almost goose steps out to do it. Mm-hmm. And they immediately cut to like a statue with no head on it. Mm-hmm. And like, I was not expecting that at all because I'm like, what, what's with the scene? Like, something has to happen here, right? And then that happened. I was like, and I, I almost went through the roof. So he- the Hedge Clippers and Extras 2 got me. Another quick story. The movie Seven, saw it in theater. Had absolutely no idea what that movie was going to be. Someone just brought me. I was in college. It was a completely full theater. No one else, There was no extra empty seats, like, in a row. So I ended up sitting by myself away from my friends. And when Sloth coughed... The entire theater went insane. This is the person that everyone thought was dead in the room with all the trees. When he coughs, mm-hmm. it scared the shit out of everyone. And the girl in the seat next to me leapt into my lap. And I had to embarrassingly put her back into her seat. Uh, but, you know, I was like, college is great. But that scared the shit out of me. And number one. Did you get her number? No, because I was actually on a date with someone at the time, but we wow. just couldn't sit with each other. And I was and uh, it was like a. Yeah, no, I didn't try. Uh, number one, the movie that ruined my life as a child, other than this one, uh, that would be The Clown in Poltergeist. Fuck you, clown. Very nice. Nice. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and go, and then we can save. Do we have any more than just one or one calling? We have a voicemail to play this week. So we'll save that for last. But I'll go ahead and give my list. And my list has a little bit older movies. Um, I when I was a kid, I kind of avoided horror movies until I got a little bit older. And by the time I got to the point where I was going to see horror movies, I really wasn't all that scared by them anymore. But. So I, I do have I, I I will throw out a couple of honorable mentions because anything that Zelda did in Poltergeist was just creepy. Ah yeah. Um, but there was also there was also a couple of the, the Poltergeist actually I, I realized that there were a couple of scenes that I remembered that stuck with me. 
Um, and it was anything with Zelda in it. The the scene where the skeletons rise out of the pool when the family's in the in the pool yeah. towards the end of the movie. It's rainy and dark and muddy. And- yeah. And then I, I think it was Exorcist, but it was it was a movie where a guy saw something on his face and he started digging at it and he's like slowly peeling away his face. Was that Poltergeist? That's Poltergeist 2. Oh, was that Poltergeist 2? Okay. No. Poltergeist 1. That happened. He, it is. He, uh, it's in Poltergeist 1. The Gator goes into the bathroom. And they had it in the haunted house. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. And he's yeah. like peeling his face off and and then he realizes that it's, you know, just whatever. So I'll, I'll have some honorable mentions there. At, at number five, I'm... <sighs> At number five, I'm going to put a movie that I saw as a kid that I actually, when this scene came up, I made my dad leave the theater. My dad and I were there to see it, and I made my dad leave the theater because I was too scared. And that's going to be The Dark Crystal. Mm -hmm. The scene where they first meet Agra, and she pulls her eyeball out, and she's using her eyeball to look at the little Muppet kid. I freaked out and I made my dad leave the theater. And I I still remember the conversation that my dad and my mom had when I got home, he was pissed that I made made him leave the theater because I was too scared. Oh yeah. So I'll put that at number five. It at number four, I'll put, I'll put Watership down another cartoon. The scene, because this was something I saw as a kid. It was made in the 70s. I have no idea how in the hell this movie got a G rating. Oh, I know what you're about to talk about. Watership down was freaking rated G. Gave me nightmares. The scene where the 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 bunnies were buried alive. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the dog attack. No, but that's another one. But yeah, no, the scene where the bunnies were buried alive and the dude was like given the the voiceover about them like suffocating and trying to dig up. And it had like this animation of like of like bunnies like decaying and dying and digging through the dirt. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, that was that was creepy. At number three. I think I, I think I miscalculated. Oh, we get to pick as number three. Then I think that's the way the rule works. Because <laughs> I, I think I gave up one, two, three, four. Five. No, I I still have five. I'm just not seeing them all. Yeah. Okay. At number three, I've got. At number three, I'll put The Exorcist in because it is even. Even when I got older, when I saw the scene, it's it's still a holy shit scene. And that's that's the upside down walk down the stairs. Uh, crab walk. Yeah. The, it's like, oh, my God, what? So I'll, I'll put that at number three. At number two are going to be two movies that even in my teen years actually bothered me a little bit. There there was there was one scene in Child's Play that gave me chills when I saw it. And I, Jimmy, is it you that absolutely hated Child's Play? Yeah, but not for the reasons that it was scary. Okay. The, like the opposite. 
the scene the scene where the mom is starting to realize that the doll is alive and she's in the living room yelling at the doll yelling at the doll yelling at the doll and finally she reach over and flicks on the fireplace because it's a gas fireplace she flicks on the fireplace holds the doll up and says you say something or i'm gonna throw you in the fire blah 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 and chucky's head spins around and he says in that that recorded voice Hi, I'm Chucky, and then it ta- and then his voice takes over and goes, "Wanna play?" I was, I mean, gave me chills. I was like, "Oh my god, what?" And she freaks out, drops it. He rolls under the couch, and then, like any good horror movie, instead of running the hell out of the apartment, she gets down on her hands and knees and sticks her face under the couch. I'm like, "Are you stupid?" What? Yeah, you, you don't do that. So that's my number two. Hide behind the chainsaws. At at number one. That's hilarious. At number one, I will put a movie that creeped me out even as an adult, and I've got a story to go with it. It's the mo- the American version of The Grudge. Creeped me the hell out. One of the one of the only movies ever since I've been an adult that has creeped me out. In particular, the scene where the girl hears noises in the attic. From the closet. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yeah. And she just, you know, kind of decides to, you know, poke her head up like some kind of groundhog into the attic. And, of course, gets eaten. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Creepy as hell. A lot of those Asian horror movies get me. Uh, yeah, I, and I haven't seen any of the Asian versions of it. I've just seen I've just seen the uh, the Grudge, so I haven't seen actual uh, what is it called? Juwan, I believe it's called. Yeah, I think so. I haven't actually seen Juwan, but the Grudge creepy. J U hyphen something. Yeah, J U O N. But after seeing that movie, I went on a ski trip with my father and my and my girlfriend or at the time she might have been my wife or fiance i don't remember i don't remember when we actually went on the trip but we we stayed in this little cabin on a mountain in michigan in the middle of winter so there's like you know probably a good two three feet of snow on the ground and on a mountain away from like any kind of civilization in the middle of winter. I swear to God, there is literally no noise. There is nothing. It is, it is what you would call eerily silent. This would be a perfect time for Jimmy to hit the fart button. Oh my God. And, and the cabin that we were staying in the, the living room, had this glass wall that went all the way around the outside. It like the entire living room was a glass wall, but what was glass windows. And you could see the street from the living room. And there was this lonely little street light out at the end of the driveway. That was probably like 300 yards, right out at the end of the driveway. And it lit up this lonely little circle down at the end of the driveway. And in my mind, I keep picturing looking out the window and seeing some dude standing in the spotlight, just holding like a double headed ax. <laughs> my mind is going crazy. Right. And so we're getting ready to go to bed and we, we walk into the bedroom to go to bed. And that's when I noticed that the closet in our bedroom has those same wood sliding doors. 
from The Grudge. And as a little bonus, <laughs> there's a door up above the closet. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's a little square yeah, yeah. door up above the closet. And I'm like, the fuck is that? Why is that up there? And she's like, I don't know. Check and see what's up there. I'm like, I'm not fucking opening that. <laughs> you go are there. You out, are you out of your mind? I'm not looking in there. That's insane. It was it was so weird. It was so quiet at one point. I swear to God, we had to pull out a box fan. It's the middle of winter. And I pulled out a box fan and plugged it in just so I could have some noise. So I could go to sleep. I was so creeped out. It was so terrible. Murdered by movies. Yeah. No, that was so that's my five. And I know that was a really long story for number one, but it was oh that is okay. We we do have a patron one though. To we move do. along. We are we are let's, low on time here. Let's hear Amy. what the patron has to say. Yep, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out. This is from Alec. Thank you so much. Uh his voicemail. And here we go. Hello, Gimme Five Podcast. This is Alec, and I am calling to leave my top five uh, Halloween movie scare. Or I'm sorry, I'm Halloween movie scares of the uh, that I've ever seen. Um, number five for me would be the thing, the scene with the defibrillator. Uh, grosses me out every time. It scares the crap out of me when the, basically the, I think the hands get cut off. Uh, number four is Alien. That's the chest burster scene uh, where the and the alien just pops out of the dude's chest. I knew that was going to happen because it, it was famous enough at the time that it didn't shock me the way some of the next ones did, but uh, it's still something that's scary when you see it. Number three is Sign, which is kind of a funny movie to have on this list, but the scene where you see the alien in the video on TV from the birthday party is is was really scary when you see it for the first time, especially uh, I remember seeing a crowded movie theater and the whole theater kind of gasping at the same time. Number two is going to surprise a lot of you because I have this on my list, but it's the opening scene from Jaws. Uh, obviously, I think that scene can probably be traced back to why people uh, don't like to go in the ocean as much anymore. And then my all-time favorite uh, scary movie scene is from the movie Halloween, which is my favorite horror movie. I don't consider Jaws horror, uh, just so you know. Um, but Halloween uh, is a, the scene where he kills Annie in the station wagon. Kind of, she sees his, like the, the mirror fog, or I'm sorry, the the car window fogged up, and then realizes, hey, she, somebody's in the car, and then he comes out of nowhere and kind of stabs her in the neck. Uh, or pretty much any scene in that movie where he, his white mask appears out of nowhere it scared the shit out of me when I was nine, and still scares me now. All right, hope you like this. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much. Excellent, yeah, list, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, while yeah, I, I wouldn't exactly say uh, Jaws is a horror movie either. Um, it's still pretty horrifying. Uh, yeah, the chestburster scene couldn't scare me because I had already seen Spaceballs. So I kind of, oh, uh, I, I, so that Spaceballs kind of ruined the surprise on that one. Hello, my baby. Hello, <laughs> my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. Well, I <laughs> think that'll do it for this week, guys. Yeah. Do it for side B. What do we have coming up next week? Do we know yet? Uh, I think Rob does know what's next week because we are heading into uh, uh, November next week. Happy o- Halloween, by November. the way. November. Yeah. Actually, at this point, when you get this episode, it will be uh, already November. It will be November. 
and we will release that movie to our patrons. Yeah. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, how can they find us? Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. It's just $5. It helps out the show, helps us pay the bills. You get a bunch of stuff. We get to keep going. Uh, you know, we do it for you guys. You get to vote on movies. Sometimes we get, you get to chat with us, all that stuff. Check out patreon.com slash give me five podcast to sign up and get cool stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. Get in touch with us. Give me five podcast at gmail.com. If you want, find us at Instagram at give me five pod and Twitter under the same. Check out our website directly. Give me five podcast.com. Search for us on Facebook at give me five podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night. Thanks to never-